0: And welcome to the March podcast. I am one of your hosts, Elizabeth Hyman. I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. We have someone special with us today to help us with this episode. Yes, we have our producer on, Aaron Franklin. Hello, Hello. Aaron.
2: Hello. I'm so happy to be here with y'all and talk about some of our favorite episodes. That's right. And we this were is like, our yeah, first al- ever
0: clip show. It is on the Mark Podcast. That's true. So I'm we're really going to play excited. some
1: clips, right, yeah. Elizabeth? Yeah. We're yes. going to we're going to talk about our favorite episodes, and we included Erin because we were like, Erin listens to every podcast, <laughs> yes. so she has to have some favorite things. So yes, yeah. works. Ex- but Erin, tell them a little bit about you too, yes. because we
2: usually do that. So let's right. do that. Yeah. So I, my technical title is marketing specialist overall. Um, So I am our blog manager as well as the producer of The Marked Podcast. So I have a few different hats, but I love doing this. Um, And I have a lot of favorite episodes, but I also just we have a great team, too. So a lot of my favorite moments happen off camera as well. That's true.
0: That is true. Um, I think. One thing about this show is we keep saying our favorites, but we do want to say like we don't have favorites, but there are conversations that we're still thinking about Mm -hmm. things that we've mentioned Mm -hmm. maybe to other people because of what somebody said that just really struck a chord in us at the time or um, is just something that we're like, oh, we didn't know this person before we started That's interviewing right. them, and so it was really fun to get to know them. So I always feel like, I, I'm always like, we can't have favorites. It's
1: true. <laughs> Even though I say that a lot. I'm like, you're
0: my favorite <laughs> author. And like, it's oh, always it's true. Always, this, always true. Maybe they're my favorite author yeah. at the time. I don't know. We, we don't it's have favorites. But really, it's really fun, and yes. all of our conversations are really fun, and they yeah. are always I feel like a lot of them stick with me afterwards. So mm-hmm. it was trying to, I was trying to think through, and I like, I did where I went back through our podcast list and was like, who did we talk to? Because some of these we were talking about before we started recording, we recorded them last year, mm-hmm. and so it was hard to remember. We might remember like, oh, I really enjoyed that conversation, but remembering specific things was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back and listened to a lot of our because podcasts. Elizabeth
1: does her homework. <laughs> Kelly, on the other hand, is like fly by the seat of my pants and I'm like okay (laughs) uh, I need to probably listen to a few of these so (laughs) mine are like I crammed this morning but I well I listen the weather's
0: beautiful outside right now and so I went on a long walk in my neighborhood yesterday and listened on one and a half speed Mm -hmm. so you know which I'm sure some of y'all are listening to this on one and a half speed (laughs) I feel like we talk slow enough do you do that all the time
1: you
3: do that all
0: the time yeah I
3: I think that my (laughs) brain must be slow because I can't do it. You get used to it, and then when you
0: hear people like, Regular. on regular speed like there was one podcast that I always always listened to on like time and a half if not more yeah. than that faster than that and I one time just didn't have the button like it right it set it to regular speed and I was like I think they're sick like I don't know what's <laughs> going on but they're just really dragging today and that's just how they actually talk and it's... I did not realize that Aaron, when you listen to the podcast back do you listen <laughs> at regular speed or do you speed it
2: up Well, when I'm reviewing it, I listen at regular speed just to make sure I catch everything. But if I have to do a second review, then I'll probably speed it up. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. All right, Elizabeth. Okay. We're going to jump in. As I I went back, and revisited the conversations that struck me, I realized that there was like a common theme in a lot Mm -hmm. of my uh, conversation, a lot of the clips that I kept thinking about, Mm -hmm. and that was the passing on of our faith. Uh, We talked with people from all different walks of life in different seasons, different careers. And rarely, if ever, did the conversation not mention other believers, which I think is something we've noticed when we ask the last question of every episode. A lot of times what has marked people in their lives is other people, mm-hmm. which I love that aspect of our faith. Um, and it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And early in the year, if mm-hmm. you can remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually last year, we talked to Richard Blackaby, mm-hmm. and he his whole family story is like, I forget Amazing. how many generations he said or he I think he even said like they can't remember or they can't find a non-believer in their like ancestry like it's just been right. passed down and passed down and passed down. Right. And he's one of five kids and they're all like somehow involved in involved in the Black ministry Ministries yeah. or
1: some way. Yes. And even their children. So if you're not familiar with Richard Blackaby, you might be familiar with his father, Henry Mm -hmm. Blackaby, who originally wrote Experiencing God. So it re-released and was kind of updated. Mm -hmm. And so really that the interview kind of focused a little bit on that, but really just their family legacy was amazing.
0: Yeah. And so we probably won't pull like a whole clip from that Mm -hmm. because he talks about it throughout the entire interview but I really loved going back to listen to that one Mm -hmm. um, because it talks about the legacy of experiencing God as well how that all came to be um, some of the things that he hears from people who've done experiencing God so I would recommend that we'll have we will have links to all of these full episodes in our show notes Erin is going to take care of that for (laughs) us Um, I know she loves when I'm just like randomly like I do want to mention Erin because
1: when I did go back Uh this morning when I was looking at them I thought Wow, Erin does such an amazing job with the show notes. Yeah, and if you don't ever look at that, or maybe you listen in the car, um, so when you get home or whatever, mm-hmm. like hit on that little button and it'll it'll take you to the mm-hmm. show notes.
0: And there's all and kinds links. of helpful yes. links in there. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That and like, was,
2: that was one of my goals for my <laughs> new did, job was to good. update the show notes. So yes. I'm glad
0: you like them. Yes, they're,
1: they're amazing. They yes. look great. Yeah.
0: So are we going to listen to a clip from that no, episode? We'll we'll just point to the whole episode for that one. Cause okay. It's, it's such it, a the good whole one. Thing. It's hard gotcha. to. Okay. Yeah. But the one clip that I did want to play is you got to talk to Rebecca McLaughlin. Oh, yes.
4: And I didn't get yes. to talk to
0: her, but I loved listening yes. to your conversation. But for me, one of the things that stood out, again, was this like passing on a faith. She talked about the responsibility that we all have to teach the children in our church, to disciple them and to challenge them in their walks with God. So we can play a little clip of that. OK, here. let's do it.
5: I think it's so easy for us to underestimate our kids, actually. And when I say our kids, I, I speak you know, as a parent. But also, I, I think for non-parents, all of us are involved or, or should be involved in the the raising of um believing children in our, in our churches and my my kids in particular who are 12 10 and, and 4 right now benefit tremendously from the investment of some of our, our single friends um who, who pour into them and um and give them model for them something that brian and i can't model for them which is what it looks like to live as a faithful single person um mm-hmm. following jesus with with all their hearts mm-hmm. so i think you know all of us are actually um none of us kind of have have an excuse for for not um being involved in, in in raising up uh children in the lord and i and i think it's easy to underestimate um the capacity of our kids and to communicate to them that actually um church is a place where they might like eat pizza and have fun with their friends and you know sing a few songs but we're not going to demand too much of them um you know school in school we we are expecting them to to really work hard and use their brains but not really in church i think church should be the place where where christian kids are um are the most stretched intellectually actually and where the most is, is demanded of them
1: all right elizabeth you okay. So, you got to talk to Dean and Sarah, and I did not get to be on that right. episode either. But he talked, we were kind of getting close to Easter, and he talked about the local church and a little bit about our church cultural issues, the things mm-hmm. that we sometimes have, especially in our part of the country. Um, but he's very passionate about the local church. So, kind of share a little bit about some of the things that you're still thinking about that conversation.
0: Yeah, he talked about um, just the purpose of the local church, why the local church is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And he also talked about how we could be welcoming to um, the people around us, especially on holidays like Easter or Christmas or Mother's Day is another big holiday for uh, guests in our churches. And so I really enjoyed getting to talk to him about that. It's always fun to talk to people about the things that they're like so passionate about, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so he was very passionate about that. And um, we can play a little clip about that he talked about the local church and why it is plan A for Jesus. Sounds good.
6: Yeah, I really do believe when we read the scriptures that it's God's design, like God's mm-hmm. plan, His blueprint for His people is the local church. It was the entire plan from the beginning. When He gives the charge in Acts one eight to go be witnesses, you know, take this gospel, yeah. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. What happens after that, once the, the Spirit dwells, comes down, and descends on God's people, is that churches begin to be formed. Right, that that's the whole rest of the story, you know, of, of the scriptures. So to so to say that like I love Jesus but don't like the church, or I you can go to church, I can go to church on the dock in my backyard or on the golf golf course or in bed or over brunch. That's just something the Bible wouldn't recognize. Mm -hmm. So I think it's been overcorrection where, you know, people love to say things like the church isn't a building, the church is people. Well, yes, but the church gathers and and not just gathers randomly, just kind of as an event, but gathers together as a actual local body uh, that has committed to one another, that's under under common leadership, under common teaching. And so I, I think that to live the Christian life is to be a part of a Christian church. I tell, I tell our folks regularly that there's more to the faith than going to church, but there's definitely not less. And, and I think right. that we, we can't be ashamed of that. and We can't let that extreme swing of that kind of language uh, affect how we view the local church. So it's kind of kind of trendy now to be like sort of anti-establishment institution when that's what God has given us. You know, God has instituted the church a, as his means to, to bring about his gospel to the ends of the earth.
1: Okay, some of my favorite episodes that we did was a series that we did on the When You when you Pray Bible Study that mm-hmm. came up. But we got to interview all the authors, and we paired them up. So, Erin, you want to talk a little bit about the process of what we did in that series? And, you know, what, what was some of the things that you thought about when we were trying to put that together?
2: Yeah, so we paired— um two authors up from the study for three different episodes. So there were six authors in the When You Pray Bible study. Um, and so one of the moments that really stands out to me is when we paired Jackie Hill Perry and Jen Woken up. And Jackie was just talking about um, the brushing her teeth thing. Yes. So <laughs> she had, like you said, another believer um, from her past had told her that every time she brushes her teeth, she prays for her husband
0: because she knows she's going to do it every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's that yeah, habit that. stacking, habit yes, hacking kind of thing. About that. Yeah. And both, right before that, she and Jen had both kind of had a conversation about like how praying helps them to think about others in a different way and helps them to really love mm-hmm. others. Um, and that was kind of, we asked them what had marked them, um, how prayer had marked them in their lives. And they both kind of answered that in this season that they were in, th- just like praying for others just helped them to love them. Better And so yeah. then Jackie told us that tip about brushing mm-hmm. teeth, which I thought was very helpful. And it's something I still think about. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like anytime you're in a routine, like whatever your habits are, maybe add stack on a habit of prayer
7: um, during that.
0: But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, those were fun episodes. Yeah, let's listen to that clip.
7: Um, because when I was, um, being mentored by in Chicago, by my pastor's wife, she said something so simple to me that has stuck with me. Like it wasn't profound at all, but she was like, yeah, that's how she talks. Yeah. Every time I brush my teeth, I pray for my husband because I know I'm going to do it every day. I was like, oh man, like that's, that's so simple. But so how do you integrate prayer into particular rhythms that you will always do is basically you know one way to mark prayer in your life
0: so one of the things that we still it's a funny moment that we still think about about that episode that was not recorded but it was after we finished the episode. Oh, the, um, the battery life, right? Yes. <laughs> Jackie told us that her laptop had been on 3% battery the entire time. So it was a little bit of the widow with the oil and the lamps. Yes. Like we just kept it going at 3%. And we were very thankful because she said, I think her dog had chewed through her cord. So Is there was not that? like a good solution to the problem of only being at 3%. <laughs>
2: Jackie's got a lot of faith. <laughs> yeah, I, that's
1: it. That's Prayer it. and
0: faith sustained us <laughs> through that episode for sure. <laughs>
2: well, and just yeah,
1: can we just talk about that study for a second? Because yeah. it, I see women wherever I go, and I'm in churches all over, mm-hmm. and almost every church I've been in, there's been a group doing when you pray. Yeah, it it's, has been phenomenal.
0: It is amazing. It is. It is like top of charts. All the yes. things. Um, it's really cool to see. Like something a study on prayer, right? you know, just be so popular, but also it's such a needed thing mm-hmm. right now.
1: That, and I just think that's a spiritual discipline that women go, I never feel like it's enough. I feel like mm-hmm. I can always learn more about prayer. Yeah. And it's such a reminder, too, what the disciples asked Jesus, like, teach me to pray. Like, mm-hmm. Teach
2: me to pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, check
1: that study out if you haven't already, mm-hmm. for sure. Yes.
2: yeah, sure. And I just love how it has six different teachers in mm-hmm. it as well. Yeah. So I think it's just a great way for women to hear, like, all the different teaching styles and learn from a variety of voices, too.
1: Mm-hmm. I hear yeah. women's ministry leaders tell me that they didn't know, mm-hmm. like, se- several mm-hmm. of those, you know, teachers. Yeah. And they, they're they interested in them now because they did that study and they're like, I never heard of her before. And I'm like, you I had someone tell me they didn't know Jennifer Rothschild was blind until they did that study. Yeah. And I was like, how did you not know that? But they'd never done one of her studies before, mm-hmm. and yeah. they just weren't familiar with her. So you you just never know. I think it's really good to kind of
0: be introducing people to new people. Yeah. You know, yeah. people. We recommend it to a lot of people who are like, I've done all of Jen Wilkins' studies. I don't know what to do yes. next. Well, I'll wait on the next one. Yes. Or like, I've done all of Jennifer Rothschild's, and we're like, well, try this one because it will like show you different mm-hmm. teaching styles of different women, and you might – Um, like that might open you up to other authors for sure, for sure. Okay, the next one on our on my list is the one uh, the conversation we had with Amy Jo Girardier. Yeah, and this was definitely on my list too, Elizabeth. Yeah, on the different generations. Um, Mm -hmm. she talked about Gen Z, Mm -hmm. Gen Alpha, like all these and leadership styles Mm -hmm. and all these different things. It was super helpful. But I loved what she talked about with the people in different generations that spoke into her life. Mm -hmm. She talked about the man at her church who asked her her opinion on the book they were reading and how, when she was just a kid and how Mm -hmm. that really like helped her to know that she was a member of the church and a needed person. And she also talked about, was it um, Miss Bonita? Is that right? Yes. That was such a sweet story. (laughs) Yes. And so um, we can play that clip of Miss Bonita.
4: Yeah, I it it really um, started because probably like a lot of our stories, uh, it was modeled for me. Mm-hmm. So my mom was really not threatened by other women pouring into me. She welcomed that and uh, was, is a very, she's actually staying um, at our house right now this month. So it's been really fun to be <laughs> yeah. with her, but she's very meek and, um, mild and, but a strong discipler. So I saw, my mom was the one who introduced me to Christ and, mm. uh, but she also brought in some strong women to come alongside of me. And those women are still, still around. So um, she kind of would say, um, hey, I'm going to pass you off to Benita <laughs> was the woman that poured into me when I was younger. And Benita was our student minister and was the, there was a Organization in SBC called Acteens. So yeah, she was uh-huh. the state GA and Acteen's leader. Love it. And uh, we started a church plant, um, and our family was a part of that. And mm-hmm. so Benita um, would take me on the on Sundays and go, let's go visit the new families. And mm-hmm. so she modeled that for me, took me around the state, saw things in me, and poured into me. So I think, obviously, that was modeled for me. So when I grew up, that was just something that I— wanted to do um, important Mm -hmm. to other girls.
1: So, Mm. yeah. I also liked how Amy Jo really emphasized the importance of us reading from a physical Bible. Mm -hmm. And that has come up in other episodes as well. Right. But she talks about her son, Scout, and how he one day was just like, "What? when do you read your Bible? Do you read your Bible? Mm -hmm. And she was like, yes, I do. And she said, there's just that importance of you know, and this goes back to that family thing that we mm-hmm. kind of talked about and the other people right. and the influence we have and making disciples. And I think that was really good, just a good reminder of of how we need to people need to see and our especially our children reading physical Bibles mm-hmm. and really getting into God's word. So I, I really like that.
2: Was there anything on that one too, Erin mm-hmm. that you kind of going off of that, I remember how she talked about Jen Alpha always going to Alexa to ask questions, yes. which I found so fascinating. And that's kind of how she brought into modeling reading her bible because she's like gen alpha is a generation that wants to see action or they're just going to go to the robot first Mm -hmm. you're
1: right yeah Yeah. they have
0: to like actually see it versus just Mm -hmm. be told Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. yeah i read my bible every day Mm -hmm. it's like prove it (laughs) yeah
4: Yeah. this is this was fascinating to me when scout and skylar when they you know started um we wanted to teach them some things and give them some self-sufficiency. I don't know why we thought this would be a good idea, but we got, uh, like, it was a deal. We had uh, Amazon Echoes, the the dots. And so yeah. we put them in, we put one in the room. And mm-hmm. Skylar at the time was a brand new baby. And we heard at 5 a.m. in the morning, Scout goes, he whispered loud. He was like, Alexa, play Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> And it was not set at a low volume. And it was just like, dun, 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 you know, like through the home. And I That's thought, amazing. what have we done? And, <laughs> and Skyler, he was I know, he was, he was five at the time. That's <laughs> awesome. I know. So Skylar, who's now six, still loves I the tiger. He asked for it. I'm like, it's your brother's fault, right? But what they started doing, I thought they would ask about the weather, Mm. but everything they started going to, you know, so we're at dinner and we have, we have it there and we would be having a discussion and then a, you know, a dispute would happen. Like, is this type of dinosaur real? You know? And they would ask Alexa. And I was Mm. like, hey, now, like (laughs) we're here at the table. So that's what this generation is Mm. doing. They are learning truth from the you know the robots in the room right and so what we realized is we're not going to be able to compete with that even the church if if we're trying to give out facts like Mm -hmm. that's that we're going to lose all the time like they're just going to go well i'm going to go ask alexa or you know but they want to see actual transformation Mm -hmm. they want to know that the truth makes a difference
2: so as i was thinking of conversations that stood out to me over the past year um, a different theme that kind of stood out to me was I noticed how a lot of women talked about God equipping them to follow him and follow his call in their lives, even in the most challenging times. Mm-hmm. So Vanitha's episode is one that I just think was so impactful, mm-hmm. just as she was talking about how God strengthened her faith through suffering, um, even calling it a gift for her because it helped mm-hmm. her understand God, um, just in that we want to know him and Understand him better in suffering because we can cling to him because he's all we have to hold on to. And
8: life was good and God felt good. I was teaching Bible study, but when life fell apart, I needed God in a way that I didn't need him when life was going well. And meeting God in suffering, crying out to God, and having God absolutely show up in unmistakable ways, has marked me. And I think that's why I have this ministry in suffering because I want people to see there's something pretty incredible about meeting God in suffering that will change you forever, that will um, put your faith in something so much deeper than if you just sort of know God on a casual level. And so suffering, I think, is a gift because of that, because it helps you understand God And lean into God. God isn't any farther or closer, whether we're suffering or not, but we sense his presence. We want him. We want to know him when we're suffering because there's nothing else to hold on to.
1: Someone else, Erin, that talked a little bit about suffering and talked a little bit about challenges that we all face was Chelsea Sobolik. Mm -hmm. And we talked a little bit about infertility, we talked about spiritual motherhood. She talked about motherhood Mm -hmm. in general. And there were some really good things that I appreciated that she said. And she was when we interviewed her, she was in the process of adopting Mm -hmm. and at the time that we're recording this, she is in India and they are, it's, it's not been easy. There's been a lot of challenges and, you know, you know, hopefully by the time this airs, they are back in country and they have, you know, have that child here. But if, you know, it still wouldn't hurt to pray
0: for Chelsea in in this transition. There will be a lot of um, transition, a lot Mm -hmm. of trauma. I think, um, there she said something about surgery for her baby boy and so just yeah we can continue to pray for health and um just love for all of
1: them Mm -hmm. yeah here's some here's a little clip about her talking about spiritual motherhood
3: well I think Elizabeth you touched on it earlier with the spiritual motherhood um and I love that you brought that up because there are um you know in Genesis, we see that God made us male and female. He made us gendered people. Um, and he called called us very good as male and female. And so um, I, I think part of the female design is to get to mother, even if it's not um, in our immediate family. And so I love that you brought that up because there's ways, um, there, there's ways I've tried to practice this in my own city through Um, discipling younger women in my church. Um, I serve as a a CASA, which is short for Court Appointed Social Advocate. So I match with the uh, youth in foster care and I get to get to know them and um, pour into them. Uh, But there's so many different ways that that we can do this. And there's so much much need, Um, especially I'm in my 30s. I certainly don't have it figured out, but love getting to meet with with women in their 20s or even um, teenage girls who um, are just, I can't imagine what it's like to be a teenager right now or in your early 20s and I struggle enough with, you know, technology and things like that and the helping um, get to walk, walk alongside other women, um, I think is a really beautiful gift.
2: So something fun and different that we did um, this past year was the Lifeway Women Academy Mm miniseries. So that's where we had several of the Academy teachers on. And so as you know, every episode of Mark, Kelly and Elizabeth will ask the guests to just give a little bit of their backstory. Um, And so what Christy Thornton shared has just really um, stood out to me as I think back because she talked about her aspirations since she was a teenager was to serve on the mission field internationally, um, which is such a noble goal. And she worked at that goal for over a decade until she realized that the Lord had a different plan for her life.
7: My aspiration kind of from my late teen years forward was to be able to serve internationally on the mission field. So when I first went to college, you know, the degree I have in my undergrad is a a degree in English education with the aspiration that I would work in closed countries and teach English and preach the gospel. And and I did that. So after I graduated from college, I moved to North Africa where I taught English and I studied Arabic. And I thought that's what I was going to do forever. So when I first came to seminary was after I had lived overseas. And in order to go back, the sending agency I was looking to work with requires seminary credit. So, man, I came here intending to be here for 18 months to get 20 hours Uh, And in like a few weeks, it will have been 11 years. Wow! Uh, So that plan plan didn't quite work out the way I had intended. Uh, But yeah, no, I actually went back and spent another six months overseas, after having lived overseas and applied to go. And the Lord just kind of sovereignly closed the door for me to be able to serve on the mission field. Like church was on board, sending agencies was on board, but the Spirit was just like, no. And I was like, excuse me, sir, could you say that again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And eventually he was like, no, I meant it. I meant no. And I was really frustrated because at that point I had for like a decade of my life made just about every decision so that I would be prepared to be able to serve internationally. Uh, And I said to the Lord, look, I love you too much to disobey, but I'm kind of mad about it. Uh, (laughs) And so I spun in circles for a little bit and didn't really know what to do. And at that point, went to a Bible study that talked about calling and the warm up activity for the Bible study, the warm up is life changing (laughs) for me. The warm up activity for the Bible study was named three things that you're good at. And I said that I was good at teaching and I was good at learning and I was good at making friends. Mm -hmm. And by the end of that Bible study, I was like, look, if I'm good at teaching and good at learning, man, I got to go back to school. So just as someone who has
2: worked on so many Bible study projects at LifeWay, uh, just hearing her say that, I was encouraged not only personally, but also Mm -hmm. professionally, um, just to hear about how a simple Bible study question changed her life so much, just as it helped her pause and recognize her own gifts. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a really fun mini series, too,
1: Elizabeth, because we brought in Elizabeth Woodson right. and she recorded those with you. But we also did those on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So people can go on to YouTube. Yeah. And what would, what would they search for, Aaron? Would they just look at marked. But they look. Yes, life
0: you could go to mm-hmm. the LifeWay mm-hmm. Women YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. on our channel, and we'll put That'll links in the show notes. We will, and by names. we I mean Aaron. We'll put a link. <laughs> I got you. But yes, I remember hearing that as well, Erin, and just being like, "Oh my goodness!" One question, like, really changed the trajectory of her life, mm. and I've had that happen before. Not like change the entire trajectory of my life, but definitely like one question just hit. It asked the right thing mm-hmm. at the right time mm-hmm. in my walk with Christ, and I've just been like. Oh my goodness, this is gonna change the way that I think about this or this. There's there's one Bible study in particular that um I was doing several it was an advent study several years ago. And this one question, I couldn't even finish the Bible study. I was like, I can't, I cannot go back. We gotta I have to really process this for several so I never finished that study. I think it was like day two of the Bible yeah. study, but it just it asked the right question at the right moment for me to just I was like, I have to process this with God. Like, I have to really think through the way that I'm answering this and what that says about my spiritual life, what that says about um, who God is to me. And so, um, yeah, it's encouraging and also challenging as we edit Bible studies Mm -hmm. that we need to really rely on God for those questions. Mm Because, I mean, it's not the writer, it's the Holy Spirit that's working through them. But it's definitely um, something to think about Mm -hmm. as you think, as you write and
1: Yeah, and I think even, you know, listening to podcasts, people listen for different reasons. And a lot of people maybe listen to even our podcasts as they're just going about doing whatever during the day, or maybe they're on a drive and, but there are educational things or things that I think that the Lord can speak to us Mm -hmm. when we're listening to things. And I was actually listening to Christy on something else this morning, Uh, Christy Thornton, we were talking about Christy and, and so uh, she Challenged me about something about the way that the Lord was born, and I'm and I'm in the process of writing a day for next year's Advent study mm-hmm. on the genealogy, and I had to stop it and I had to kind of mark it. And I thought, I, I want to hear that again because mm-hmm. that is something that I don't think we talk a, a lot about as far as why it was important for the Son to be born.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, yeah, I hope that you listen to our podcast. And you, sometimes you're challenged. Even. Yeah, yeah. You know, not just Bible studies, but as well as even just this. We hope that you hear our authors, and they say something that that the Holy Spirit uses mm-hmm. in your life for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think it's so encouraging too, just to anyone who is in ministry to think about how such a simple task has impacted someone's life in right. such a long term yeah. way. Yeah, yeah.
0: And how like her work has also impacted, like continues to impact us. And Mm -hmm. so just the, that chain of like believers, 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 everybody just doing like the task that's set before them and using Mm -hmm. their skills and abilities it, influence, it has a broad influence. Yeah. yeah. And even in
1: in our sphere of influence, where we are really focused on women a lot, mm-hmm. most of the time in LifeWay women, um, a lot of times women really question where their place is or where they're called and how they're used. And, and hopefully the Mark podcast encourages women in mm-hmm. that too, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, it, can we divert to a man real fast? Um, yes. One of our <laughs> male guests was Anthony Evans. And you just... I I don't know. That was a really fun episode for me because (laughs) I don't know. There were things that he, about his life that you're just like, you live a most interesting life. You get to do Mm -hmm. a lot of crazy things, but he also brought in the fact Elizabeth, you mentioned Richard Blackaby Mm -hmm. and just the influence of his family and the ministry that his family has. And he talked about just being able to do the going beyond live events with Priscilla. And there was one clip and maybe we'll, listen to that but he he talked about how you know when they he can look at her mm-hmm. or she can look at him and they just know where they need to go during yes. the middle of going beyond and so I thought that was really good as well
9: yeah I'm, I'm very grateful for the, the opportunity I think it's obviously very unique um where siblings get to be on the road together and one happens to lead worship and the other one's a speaker like it just it just nobody's everybody's just being themselves and it, and it works I think that's um, amazing. And there is for anybody out there listening who has siblings or just family dynamics, there are unspoken things at, when you're related to somebody that, that you can do. I think we may drive Lifeway crazy at some point because <laughs> because they'll be like, okay, what's the plan? And we're like, we'll figure it out as we go. You know what I mean? It's so Because you can just she can give me a look and I know what's happening. Or I just, I kind of give her an eye and she grabs the, she knows what, you know, I think that kind of, you can't manufacture that that kind of uh, dynamic. And so to be able to do that together and it not just be work, it's its ministry. And we get to um, thankfully get impact hearts for the kingdom of God in, in this kind of setting. I just, it's just a be- it's a beautiful thing. And I'm very privileged to be able to to do it. I feel very privileged to be able to do ministry with my family in, in this way.
0: So you've heard from us, but there's one other person that listens to every single Marked episode, and that is our editor, That's right. Caleb. That's right. Um, so, Caleb, if you would like to, we would love for you to insert a clip of one of your favorite moments on the Mark podcast this year.
6: Hello, Caleb here. I'm the editor for the Marked podcast. Working on the Mark Podcast is such a fun part of my job, and I love that every week I get to hear and learn so much from our guests. It has been so much fun to go back and find a moment from this year's episodes, and while I would like to share all the bloopers or the false takes and all the mistakes that make working on these episodes so much fun, I think Elizabeth, Kelly, and Aaron uh, would prefer if I picked something a little bit different. So one of my favorite moments from the episodes this year was the episode with Irene Sun, where she discussed the Psalms and the poetry books for Life Women Academy and the Grateful Bible Study that she did. In this episode, she discusses a question that she gets asked a lot about why God included those books in the Bible, and her answer is an amazing response about how beauty and truth are combined in the Bible.
0: Talk a little bit about, you talked in the course a little bit about why it's important that poetry is part of our our Bibles, and um, so I would love to hear you talk about that a little bit as
10: well yeah well we'll enter the question by a side door so i work a lot with young adults Mm -hmm. and young adults have so many questions and one of the questions they love asking me is whether it's important to have chemistry in a marriage so they would ask me questions like well you know what if like i find just like a really solid christian guy like what if I just marry him? Like, even if I'm not like in love with him, like, would that work? You know, Uh and my answer to them is, well, I think chemistry, as we call it, is the attraction, right? It's the attraction we feel towards someone or something or some place. And And it's another word for chemistry is beauty, whether that person or that place or that thing is beautiful in our eyes. And so I think it's the same way with the Lord, because the Lord is a person, right? And so we don't want to follow him just because he's like a solid God. (laughs) (laughs) We want want to follow him because we want to have chemistry with God. We We don't want to just know that God is good. But We want to taste and see that God is good. We don't want to just um, know that he loves us, but we want to feel his love and feel his his embrace, even though he's an invisible God, but he's given to us the, the visible word through Jesus and also through scripture. And I think that learning to love the Psalms has been a journey of... Aligning my affections, aligning my feelings with truth. Because when we talk about loving God, it's not this abstract thing that we're supposed to just muster up in Mm -hmm. ourselves. But God has given us his truth and he wants us to align our feelings, our definition of beauty and goodness with his truth.
0: OK, so our last one for the show, which, again, we we have so many more listed, but we're That's like, right. people don't want to listen to this, you know, a four hour episode. So we're going to have to cut it short. You can go to the show notes, though, and listen to all the episodes. Um, you can download them all still mm-hmm. on iTunes or wherever you is. it. It's not iTunes. It's a podcast app. Apple Um, (laughs) Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Yes. Yes, I've been listening to podcasts since you had to download them on iTunes and then upload them to your iPod. That's true. And then plug that into the car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we no longer have to go through all those steps. It's so much easier now. Anyway, (laughs) so I think one of our last one that we wanted to mention, because I do think this this, this may be a favorite. We can maybe say that this Mm -hmm. is one of our favorites. Um, It was our conversation with Chris Adams. And... I don't even know that we should put a clip here because it was oh, just, just go such a good to episode, just the whole thing. Listen. But she talked about like the history of women's ministry yes. and how she was just, again, like in the right place at the right time for um, and just like following the next step that God led mm-hmm. her to because she never imagined where that would lead her to but she was really there at the beginning of women's ministry Mm -hmm. as we know it today and so that is such a good episode so encouraging and just what she said about um like Erin to what you were saying earlier or just about suffering and how she had been through so many Mm -hmm. things and questioning Mm -hmm. like why Mm -hmm. God have you let me do have you let this happen to me or not happen to me And so um, I was really encouraged by that episode. Mm -hmm. Yes. And
1: and she's still a big
0: part of the Lifeway Women Mm -hmm.
1: family. Even though she's not here anymore, we still call on Chris and be like, because we know she does every single Bible study. And we (laughs) know Uh you're probably listening to every single episode of the Mark podcast. Yes.
2: Yes. And just so well spoken. I think her Uh moment when y'all asked her what has marked her was just so impactful. So Mm. I would at least encourage everyone to go listen to that. Well, listeners, we hope that you have enjoyed just kind of going back in the past several months Mm -hmm.
1: and as we've looked at just different episodes and the conversations and they really have marked us Elizabeth I really do feel like this you know the podcast we get to be on this end of it but we hope that you've enjoyed that and we do encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes and of course we hope that you'll be back with us next week next year next year all right thanks so much for listening if you want to join in on the conversation you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us.
0: You can also find LifeWay Women on all social media channels at LifeWay Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifeWayWomen.com podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's
1: a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.